and okay, I'm going to be open here and I don't know yeah, how I might yeah. open a can of worms with this, but no, we're all friends here. Let's um, get it. <laughs> no, okay, right. I mean, the, here's the thing though. This, I, the oh, thing that that's, this is the conversation that we need to have anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, so the thing, yeah. the thing that, the thing that upset me the most, I think a lot of greetings and what's good, everybody. Welcome to a freestyle episode of the Christian soldier podcast. I'm Abdullah Muhammad. I'm Andres Amador. And we wanted to just play for you a conversation that we had with a friend of ours, a brother in Christ, um, and someone who we've just been blessed by over the last few years. And so with his permission, we actually uh, taped the, the conversation. So it happened as a result of just some emails and conversations he was having with us offline. And we just figured, you know, what if we just recorded this conversation and then put it up for, for listeners' benefit. And so, again, these are the kinds of conversations that Andres and I have in our orbit. Um, our sister Justine wasn't able to join us for this conversation, and so we definitely are going to get her reactions um, at some point as well. But we want you to listen and enjoy this conversation with our friend Rex Evans, and we're talking about conservatism and liberalism and Donald Trump and a bunch of different things in this episode. So it's just a freestyle for y'all, kind of a bonus track. So we think we, we hope you enjoy it. So yeah, we, we read your emails and whatnot and just, you know, and any email response would have just been long. (laughs) So we're like, well, let's just grab coffee or do something and just kind of, you know, so why don't you just kind of jump in? And so like Rex, what, give me the background of what you were kind of thinking about and, and kind of where, where the questions came from just kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I guess, the, well, the first one, I don't know. That's why I sent a second one to apologize. Cause that, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> but Justine said. I'm going to be very real right now. I do not like being called black. And I do not like being called, technically, no one really would call me African-American because I'm not. Right. The well, reason if they don't I know don't, it, they might. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, the reason, and if I'm being very honest, the reason I do not like being called black is because I know what that word means. Mm-hmm. When someone says you are a black woman, I know what that refers to. All the stereotypes all the not so good things mm. that have been coded as being black. So when I walk into a room, I always try to make it very clear, I'm Kenyan. Mm. And although I was naturalized two years ago, I don't even like calling myself American. Wow. Because I'm being very honest, y'all. Yeah, um, please do. And yeah, y'all, I might, someone might call me out on this podcast, but I'm like, I don't like people knowing that I'm American. I really don't. I'm like, because, because I just feel like there's such a, there's such a horrible history. And a question that I have been asking myself is if I have kids here, they will be American. Is that a heritage that I want to give my children? They have dual citizenship. They, they could. Right. But like, if I raise them here, they're probably going to claim the, you know, like the American history. And I'm like, is that is that a heritage that I want to knowingly give my children? And if I'm being very honest right now, that might change the future right now. The answer is no. I do not want my children Interesting. to have American blood. This definitely pretty much triggered me as far as, um, I can't remember. I'm going to be paraphrasing, of course, but... Um, she was like embarrassed because she's a, I'm, I'm assuming she's a, a United States citizen, correct? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought she said. But um, she said she was embarrassed to, to tell people that she was. And then, I mean, what really triggered me, I guess, was um, she just said she would, if she had children, she didn't want any American blood in them. I'm just like, oh my, I don't know. You know, I, I was raised, you know, I'm ultra conservative, you know. Uh-huh. Small town, um, you know, so, I mean, you're patriotic to the night, you know, so, and obviously that triggered me when, when she said it, but it's like, you know, um, 
then you guys said last week on your podcast, you know, just sit with it. And I should have sat with it for a day or two before I said it. <laughs> I think it was pretty, pretty harsh on my end to say something like, like I did. So, well, okay. Let me ask you this. So after you sat, because obviously you don't you don't have to like everything when you're living here, you know. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And that's yeah, part of the beauty of being an American is that you don't have to like it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and 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 so what I kind of feel like too is that one of the things that you know, since I I study political behavior stuff, right? So one of the mm-hmm. things that I feel like conservatism does more than liberalism in in, in this regard is that if you're not completely patriotic to the point of you shouldn't say anything negative about the country, then you're not really American, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would call that, for example, I would call that like toxic patriotism, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Does but, that ring true though, Rex, to you? Um, if, if you criticize the country, I mean, there are levels to criticism, of course, right? Yeah. You know, but there's like this unspoken line that, you're not supposed mm-hmm. to cross. And then yep. after that, then, uh, you know, does that ring true then? And what Justine said, cross that line. I, I don't know. It must have, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. cause I certainly, you know, once you said it, I was, I was pretty ramped up about it. So I can't say that, you know, I consciously think that way, you know, mm-hmm. but obviously there was something, you know, that's been ingrained in me, whether, it came from my parents or it just came from, you know, growing up, mm-hmm. you know, being yeah. living in a small town and, yeah. and, and all that. So. I mean, here's the thing though, too. I mean, to a certain extent I can understand because I mean, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, I guess technically it's a territory, but uh-huh. you know, in, in, in practical experience is another culture, another country, you know? So mm-hmm. how would I feel if somebody was insulting my country, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, w- I wonder too, if, if I would have the, well, if you don't like it, get out of here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a response. Well, that was my first thought. So what are you doing here? They go back to Kenya, you know? But, yeah. You know, I, mean, I didn't yeah. want to go that far. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, cause I, you know, I know, like I know Payson's Paul, I know they're good friends with, you know, with Justine and, you know, I'm not, you know, I, after I said it, it's like, Oh God, what would I do that for? You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I guess it it actually does though, and and I agree with Andre. So it actually does to, to some extent. It does seem like a fair question, right? So like, so regardless of where you come from, if one immigrates to the country now, keep in mind that like when she got here, she came because her mom was here, so she didn't yeah. have a choice. But yeah. at the point that you stay, and and so if you stay, and then you're like, yeah. well, when you're able to go, stay yeah. when you're able to go, yeah, mm-hmm. right. So then, so then, well, well, then why would you stay? Mm-hmm. You know, and. Mm-hmm. And so I think though, and I, so I totally get where that comes from. And then I think that the other part of that too is that what I also don't want, if I were in her shoes or e- even Andres, you know, what I also don't want is I don't want my kids to lose their American or, or, or their, their Kenyanness. Yeah. 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 You know? So yeah. after it sat with you for like a couple of days, like, where did you land? Um, I just, I felt like. Like I said, you know, I, my, my emotions are all over the place anyway. Yeah. And um, I, I just realized, I mean, that's not me. You know, I don't, mm. I don't want that to represent me, you know. Yeah. And I usually have a cool head about stuff, but I'm, I don't know, you know, just what's going on, you know, in the country. And, yeah. you know, I've, I'm, I've just been, I mean, obviously, like I said, I, I look at it through a conservative lens. And yeah. it's like I look at these local officials like, why aren't you? doing more to stop. You know, I'm not upset at the rioting. I'm not upset at the looting uh-huh. or even, you know, and obviously you can protest and that's mm-hmm. part of the America, you know, right. But it's like, why aren't they doing more to subdue that? You know, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. Minneapolis, they just gave up their police precinct, you know, it's like, why, why would they go that far or let it go that far? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and that's a very fair question too. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so Rex, you know, um, if this does air, this does get broadcasted. So just to give a little mm-hmm. context too, like you and I go to the same church. Yep. So, so then as people of that community, uh, I want to just take it a little bit 
at a 30 30,000 foot view like okay. i like to do for a lot of stuff like yeah yeah like how are you feeling though because you did mention in your email yeah i'm, I'm quite you know, just in I general guess, you know what's your general disposition nowadays man yeah i i would say i'm i'm pretty cranked up about it all yeah you know to like, be honest like, with you. yeah like what well just I, that upsets me it's like why would you let i mean like i said i'm not upset about all that going on Mm-hmm. But why would you just sit there like that um, Seattle mayor saying, oh, this is, you know, and they had, um, uh, uh, what the heck's it called? The autonomous zone, you know, in yeah, Seattle. Zones, oh, yep. yeah. mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and she goes, oh, this is going to be the summer of love here, you know. And then and then they proceed to protest in front of her house, you know, a few days later. And then she shuts it down because, you know, they got a little personal with her, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. It's just like. It just seems like nonsense to me, you know, and then I, I don't see, again, coming from a conservative side, I don't see the liberal side condemning this at all until Donald Trump decides, you know, moves up closer to the polls. And they say, oh, now we got to say something, you know, it's like, <laughs> why, why wouldn't you say something when it started? You know, it just yeah. seems disingenuous. Mm-hmm. You know? So you got, you got equal, you got equal, uh, <laughs> you got equal disdain for both sides looks like yes if i'm hearing yes. you right yeah it's just yeah. I, you know what here's the thing though rex i think a lot of people are in, in your boat i'm in your boat mm-hmm. in your boat as well i think there's just a lot of people i mean uh, yeah i i don't know i i like i'm a news junkie i think you mm-hmm. told me you were a news junkie too right rex well it's a, a little bit I, I mean since um it depends i i try to find i try to look at both sides obviously right. you know and so um, I, I do a little bit, sure. but I'm so busy. Yep. And I don't, at, at the time, it's hard to, yeah. hard to really sit down and watch it. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, like this is the first interaction I've ever really had with anyone since, since the country shut down, basically, you know? Yeah. Oh, um, wow. We haven't been going to church, you know? Wow. I mean, like, like my wife, you know, Debbie, she works for Home Instead. And so it's like, you know, do you, do you go out and, and interact with people, mm. you know? Because... You know, the elderly are the ones that get hit the hardest when they get yep. sick. So, yeah. Um, uh, you, did you, you say know, you were going and, to church, or you haven't been to church? No, I haven't haven't been to church. You know, I've been watching yeah. them on YouTube. Yeah, neither have so. we. We haven't physically been been back to church since all yeah. this shut down. So, yeah, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you feel obviously you feel a little isolated. So, yeah. And then you're in, in your own little bubble. Then you start thinking thoughts you probably shouldn't think. <laughs> <laughs> you start like cooking your own juices. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> what? Well, okay. So about the whole liberal conservative thing. So my my take on that is, I think, really kind of vaguely the same as as the two of you. Like on the one hand, everything we we get is spin. Yep. Right. Yep. Now. Yes. Right. And so and so and so that's that's true. And then we have. I think we also have the the thing that. Just because everything is spin, everything isn't spun equally, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And so then there is, I think one of the things that liberals do right and wrong. So there seems to be more of a stomach for debate and discourse within the party mm-hmm. than there is for a conservative. I feel like that. So so for liberals, there's. There's more of a stomach for debate and discourse, but that being said, extremists are extremists, whether right. they're on the yes. left or the right, yeah. because, <laughs> because the left does not have a tolerance at all for moderates in the party. Nope. Yeah. I mean, oh, they, no. they, they just they, don't. Or to, yeah. be, to be honest, too, religious a, folks. Pro, a pro-life stance. Yes. Or, yeah. And yeah, to bring it out to... Zoom it out, yeah. Religious folks, it's, yes, yes. So, yeah, but I call them their political gangbangers. Even though, even though, <laughs> probably some conservatives wouldn't. Yeah, even though, even though some some people on the wait, what? <laughs> what was that? Say that again. was funny, right? So, no, yeah. <laughs> no. Antifa is like on the left, and you got the then you got the proud boys on the right. You know, they're political gangbangers. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah the the extremes are. The thing is, they're the extremes are a minority, but they're the loudest. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah, and the middle is just yep. not yep. heard. 
I mean, yeah. there's mm-hmm. there's so much more that that I mean, not to be corny or anything, but just that unites us than actually divides us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I, um, we, we all want the same thing. It's just a matter of can you sit down and actually have a conversation about it? You know? Exactly. And exactly. and most most of the country is actually moderate. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep, yeah, I agree with that. There are pockets where you have extremes on the whatever, but if you take the the aggregate of folks, most of the country is mo- now. Here's the kicker: from all of the all of the stuff that I've read and seen as far as political research, most of the country is moderate to slightly right of center. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. that. I yeah. Believe it. So do with that what you know what you will. But like Andre said, like the the extremists are the loudest, and yeah, you know now. I do have a question for you though, Rex, because this is mm-hmm. this is a question that I feel like I have had, and I really haven't had a lot of conservative friends who would actually answer the question for me. So, okay. and not that you're the spokesperson for conservatives, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> but, but yeah, Rex speaks for Rex. Yes, <laughs> but okay. So, but given given the things that you've heard and given the things that you've been exposed to, and like the 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 circles that you run in, for example. Help me understand why has the right been so either in lockstep with the president or been afraid to critique him publicly? Because I feel like even if you go all the way back to the primaries in 2015 and 2016, mm-hmm. and you had this, you, you had like, quite frankly, there, there were more, there were more candidates on the right than there was like members of the Wu-Tang Clan. There was just a, you know, there was a gang of them. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. there was 16 total. Yes. Yeah. And now, now the Democrats did the exact same thing this year. So the out party always True. does that. But I feel like every year the field gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. my question has always been, there were a lot of conservatives in that field that were actually true Republicans. Mm-hmm. And this is the guy y'all picked. Yeah. Well, I. Okay, so I watched a lot of the, a lot of those primary debates, mm. and I think there's two things that stood out to me about Donald Trump. Um, the first one was, you could tell in those debates that he was the only one there, maybe his family members, that stood behind him, that he could stand his ground against any of them. Like, I mean, he did not waver from what he said. You know, he did not. He did not back down from that. Hmm. I think that impressed people. And another thing um, I noticed was there was a a communication problem in, when they were introducing all the candidates on uh-huh. one of the on one of the debates, and Ben Carson got stuck like in in no man's land. <laughs> and um, so, like he was supposed to go, but he he missed his, um, his cue um, entrance. Yeah, yeah. So he was standing on the stage all by himself. The camera's like literally live camera on him. And so everybody was walking by him. But then Donald Trump, when, he, when his name was called, he stood by him and waited until everyone else was done. And then they came up together. Yeah. So um, I think probably those couple things, I would say people saw that, you know, and, and kind of ran with that. I don't know. It, he definitely wasn't people's first choice, I would say, though. But um, as, a, as the field whittled down, I think they um, – Start decided to run with them. Um, I think they're afraid to stand up to him because of, you know, um, of how he. If you're going to get, if you're going to get into, if you're going to get into it with him, you're going to get, you know, browbeaten. He, yeah, he doesn't play nice. You know, he's mm. he's pretty nasty when he goes after someone. So yeah, I think they're afraid to do that. Um, I think also, um, I think I mentioned this a while back. Uh, why is it still on 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 um, social media? But as a conservative, we see, um, you know, I I I can recollect back to Ronald Reagan. So that's kind of yeah where I my timeline is. Yep. Um, since he has been gone, it's like as far as convert conservative slash Republicans, we've had a bunch of spineless politicians. <laughs> Yeah, and they won't they won't stand up to anything. They they mm. give in to everything. I mean, they'll they'll shout it from the sidelines, but when push comes to shove, they'll just give up. 
give in to um, the liberal liberal side of stuff. Yeah, and then you know, and then they'll say, "Oh no, this is what we wanted." Type stuff. And the thing that really got me was when Donald Trump became president. You know, when Obamacare um, was enacted. Mm-hmm. You know, all you heard is Republicans, Republicans shouting, "Let's re- let's repeal it, and we have something better to replace it with." You know, for years they said that. And then, and they still haven't shown anything better yet. Like, where's the replacement? Yeah, and then, and when push came to shove, when push came to shove, they had nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And it's like, I mean, you guys are, I mean, you guys are worthless. Yeah. And so we finally have someone, whether it's whether, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm kind of sidetrack here, but in the ultimate journey, um, we say if you're thirsty, dying of thirst you'll drink water from a contaminated um, source, mm-hmm. okay? Yes. Because you're so desperate to have some water, okay? The Republicans were so desperate to have someone just to stand up for them. They're, they'll, look, they'll look away from what his antics are. Because, I mean, I can, li- I can literally see from Ronald Reagan to now, there's been no one that's actually stood up you know, to, for their ideologies. Yeah. So, so Rex, and, I, and, just, and again, I mean, I, it's so interesting because, you know, we've been on the receiving end of having to speak for like people of color. <laughs> so now, mm-hmm. yep. now you're in a position, you know, we put you in a position where <laughs> yep. you're kind of yep. answering for conservatism, <laughs> which is not fair. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not fair. But a spokesman for your people. <laughs> but what, what, that's, uh, that's on my land, so that's that's fine. Fine. But, Yeah, but would it be fair to say then that uh, in conservatism, that, uh, 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 that strength uh, is, is a, big, uh, it's a big thing in a candidate, more so than policy, that just showing strength, that just, However that uh, looks I, like, you know, if it's loudness yeah, I, or just like you said, you know, standing up. Is that is that more important than policy? That what what your view of the country is outside of the flag and and and, and apple pie and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I um I I think I'd just go back to I think because well I'll, I'll go back to remember I'll I'll sidetrack here a little bit. I remember I was watching a debate between John McCain and Barack Obama. And uh, well, actually, it wasn't a debate. It was it was after one of the debates, and and John McCain was um, stumping it. I can't remember where it was at, but uh, one of the guy when someone got up and and, and oh, just basically said, you know, no, he well, he was he was talking about his issues and stuff. But this guy got up, you know, it was like an open mic type thing. Mm-hmm. So this guy got up and said, you know, us Republicans were angry. Nobody has ever stands up for our ideals and and we can say john mccain was i mean he was a pushover you know when we look at it from a conservative view, viewpoint and um where he didn't stand up for our, our ideals so and i remember that time there was a lot of people that were saying why don't you at least fight for our ideals you know and so i mean it started back then you know it wasn't i mean that i noticed it really where people are just fed up and so at least on our, you know, on our side. And so um, I don't think it's so much strength. It's just, I think we, you know, in, in the camp I'm in, it's like, well, we finally have someone that's, will actually defend it, you know, yeah, the, the ideologies of, of the Republican or conservative viewpoint. So, huh. you know, it's not like we want to ram. I mean, I don't think most of us want to ram our ideology is down, you know, the liberals' throats. It's like, we just want to be able to, okay, there's a different viewpoint than yours. Let's just sit down and have a conversation about it, you know, and, and come up with a, you know, a good um, compromise, basically. Yeah. So, so that, okay, so, so then the irony to me in that, th- there's a couple of them. The irony to me in that is that who the party picked was the very last person to actually sit down and have a conversation. Because he only wants to have mm-hmm. the conversation on his terms, you know, mm-hmm. and and yep. and then there's the thing of like, like to, uh, the the other irony to me is that okay, wait a minute, we wanted somebody who was strong and would stand up for our ideals, but the person that we picked one 
only stands up for our ideals when it's convenient for them, for him. But mm-hmm. and, and then two, really, even though it's a value that someone stands up, this is a guy who doesn't like when anyone stands up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 yeah. so like when I think about the, the believers that I know, for example, who voted for him the first time and or planning to vote for him the second time, it didn't matter. But a lot of them said what you said. Well, you know, he says what he thinks. He speaks his mind. He stands up. He doesn't back down. Now, so when I think about that and I think about, wait a minute, just for me personally, when I've done those very things, nobody wants to talk to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I'm standing up, when I'm calling things as, as I see him, <laughs> when I'm going with my gut, when I'm, you know, when I'm saying, okay, so nope, this ain't that. This is this. Nope. You're wrong. Stop talking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so if yeah, but what I'm hearing Rick say is that conservatism after Reagan's years, yes, that there hasn't been anyone that will just puff up their chest and just, you know, ex- right. explain yeah. conservatism and stand yeah. up for conservatism yeah. and all that mm-hmm. it means in a, in a, in a confident uh, way that, you know, the Romneys of the world, the McCain's of the world, they were just, you know, milk toast and they got yeah. punched around and yep. Pretty yeah, much, I mean, yeah. 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 And okay. then, so, yeah. there, so there were 15 other candidates in 2016 that were kind of along the same path. So not, you know, not to think about, you know, the Ted Cruz and the Mark Rubio's and yeah. even the Jeb Bushes of the world, you know, yeah, 15 milk mm-hmm. toast dudes. And then one dude who said they were milk toast, right. Milk toast. Okay. And then, and yeah. then there was I can hear that. I can hear that. Trump on the other side with a mega horn, you know, just going at it. And I can see, so that kind of explains a little bit because when we were, because we recorded a podcast today mm-hmm. and I was talking about, um, there was a pastor in Dallas, Jeffress, Robert Jeffress. Mm-hmm. In 2016, he was talking about Trump. And, and I'll read you the quote. Is, uh, he was saying, when talking about Donald Trump, he's saying, um, when I'm looking for in a leader who's going to fight ISIS and keep this nation secure, I don't want some meek and mild leader or somebody who's going to turn the other cheek. I've said I want the meanest, toughest SOB I can find to protect this nation. Now, that was a pastor <laughs> talking yeah. about Trump. So yeah. that kind of resonates with what you've been saying, that, that from, from, from where you're coming from, that that is a big thing, regardless of religion. In spite, that's a pastor talking Christian values that he's not looking for in a leader for this nation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they'll even bypass religious convictions as long as that person shows strength. Yeah. Is that, Mm -hmm. I mean, is that a fair assessment? Yeah. I think as far as conservative viewpoint goes, um, at least from my, from my perspective, I guess, or what I Mm -hmm. see people in this camp is they want the United States of America to be loud and proud, you know? Yeah. They, they want, they want, they want to be the biggest, the baddest, the best, you know? Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, and so, um, do you I know where that comes with, from? Do you have, um, have you, have you, well, you know, do, you, do you, mean, you, you want my initial, do you want my thought on it? Yeah, yeah please. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Break it down. I, I think, I think it comes from, honestly, I think it comes from just the Christian empire mentality, hmm. you know, um, from studying in the last couple of years, what I've studied, you know, if you go way back, you know, I, I don't know if you know who Mark Charles is, but. Um, he he really lays it out pretty plainly. You know, he's a Native American, mm-hmm. and um, so he well, has that viewpoint. President, you know? third party guy. Yes, 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 yes. And so he he you know he has that viewpoint of the indigenous, of the indigenous people that lived here, and you know he talks about you know the documented dis- discovery um, that happened in the 1500s with you know with the popes, mm-hmm. and where they basically gave the European nations permission to go in and take over, you know, without any repercussions, you know, in any country that hasn't been, you know, um, discovered by an European country, basically. Yeah. And so, so I think that mentality is still there, is still here, you know? Huh. So, yeah, no, that, that's actually really good. And, and it reminds me of, there's a, uh, there's an, uh, um, 
an academic journal article that I read a few years ago. And it talks about, uh, basically, they, they did this analysis of the political parties and the personality traits that people kind of, who like, who, who gravitate toward one or the other, the, the types of personality mm-hmm. traits that, that they like. And so one of the, one of the personality traits is, is authoritarianism. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. You know, mm-hmm. and so and, and so there's a great research article, and, and the the research question that they're trying to answer is: Do authoritarians vote for authoritarians? Mm-hmm. And the short answer is yes. Is yes. <laughs> and 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 for some reason, in the Republican Party, the language of of the GOP speaks more to authoritarians than yep. any other. For some yes. reason, I yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, you know, when he first, when Donald Trump first started campaigning, I think it probably was um, something that, you know, the the right was accepting was, you know, he said, you know, we don't win anymore. You know, as Americans, we don't win anymore. And that was yeah. kind of his first, yeah. you know, campaign rhetoric, you know, if you want to call it that. And so I think people latched onto that. It's like, yeah, you're right. You know, we're, I mean, and they look at what when Obama went, you know, to other countries and basically, I'm, I don't know if he ever did this. I didn't pay that much attention, but on our side, we he basically, from what I gathered, he always went there with the countries and was, was, was apologizing for what America had done, you know, in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember so, that some people would have caught up, uh, um, characterized him going on an apology tour. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What well, and, and, and so yes. I, remember that, that, I remember that phrase. And so I think that really tan some hides on the side yeah. of the, of the Maybe, aisle. So, so I'm curious about another thing, Rex. Um, f- so the Obama years. Mm-hmm. So from an outsider from conservatism and re- re- Republican Party, it's like the way I would characterize it, it was like, wow, we had eight years of the first black president. Mm-hmm. And it was so revolutionary and so bad that we picked Donald Trump. <laughs> we, you know, we went from somebody who had to go to Harvard, Harvard one, had to go to Harvard law school to become uh, top of his uh, class, top of his <laughs> class, the not Dean of the, that's not, uh, of the, he law was the editor of the Harvard the law editor review. of the law review. He had to be, you know, from, from our perspective, my perspective, a constitutional scholar, well, as a constitutional <laughs> scholar married, no, uh, to an accomplished girl. black lawyer. Yeah, uh, to a, exactly to a, to a lawyer, <laughs> and we went from that to Donald Trump. Yeah, and we just—it's just the whiplash. Like, were people that mad at Obama? I—I I don't think it was Obama per se. I think okay. it, it goes back to just what I said. You know, oh wow, we haven't okay. had anyone since Ronald Reagan. You know, yeah, and I don't think. At least from my viewpoint, nobody hated Obama. Okay, you know, they understood. They understood that yeah, this is a huge breakthrough for this country. Right, you know, to have someone, person of color, become president. Yeah, you know, but it had to do with his policy. You know, with his policies. You know, yeah. I I can honestly say I didn't. I can't say I agreed with any of his policies. You know. Yeah. Okay. And I think, and okay, I'm going to be open here and I don't know yeah, I might yeah. open a can of worms with this but no we're all friends here let's um, get it <laughs> no okay, right I mean the, here's the thing though this, I, the oh, thing that that's, upset, this is the conversation that we need to have anyway yeah. you know what I mean the, so the thing, yeah. the thing that the thing that upset me the most I think a lot of I guess the Christian coalition on this side was when the Supreme Court approved uh, gay marriage uh-huh um, he put the rainbow colors on the White House Yes, he did. Yeah, and I that that I'm just gonna say it. That pissed us off. Yeah. So I mean, it's like okay, here we're something happened that we don't agree with, you know, and then it's like you're rubbing it in our face. I was just gonna say it was like flaunting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I even went as far as saying he just sacrificed a pig on God's altar doing that, you know, Mm. when when I first when I first saw that. Yeah. So. So okay, so so this. This brings up a couple different things. Um, one, I want to come back to something about Ronald Reagan, and two, mm-hmm. just uh, uh, another question about 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 Obama. So, one of the things to me that I, that I've always found interesting 
about how people lionize Ronald Reagan is in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, when I hear like what I know about conservatism as far as, you know, love of God and country, fiscal responsibility, all those kind of things, and 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 not mm-hmm. being and not being a tax and spend kind of a thing, right? So mm-hmm, part of mm-hmm. the conservative financial ideology is that you let the market be the market, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. one thing that's always fascinated me about about that is that generally speaking, Republicans Republican presidents and Republican Congresses outspend Democratic presidents and Democratic Congresses. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're, we're just not paying attention. <laughs> and, and, so so and yeah. and there's this: letting the market be the market on Ronald Reagan's watch mm-hmm. was for as much as folks love him, and rural rural folks love Ronald Reagan, but mm-hmm. rural folks or but but they love him, I feel like, despite themselves, because the farm crisis of the 1980s was caused by a Republican president, Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. All the outsourcing that, that, that started, the jobs going overseas, started with mm-hmm. the Republican president, Ronald Reagan. The Interesting. Aid, you know, the econ- farm aid, yeah. the economy that tanked, the reason why we were in a recession in the 80s before, like, like even in the whole conspicuous consumption thing happened with a Republican president and he's the example of pristine conservatism. I've always found that fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so if you were, if you were the non-farming business owner class, and if you were the investor class, Ronald Reagan was your dude all day long. He made you very wealthy. He also created a massive massive deficit mm-hmm. but no deficit, one talks about yeah. that you know so mm-hmm. so and and for the farmers farmers lost their shirt during the 80s so mm-hmm. it's interesting to me that while the market's being the market let's just say ronald reagan and um uh trump well okay coronavirus is kind of an outlier so so, so that's a bit goofy but let's just mm-hmm. say so so ronald reagan in in the reagan economy the middle class got the shaft unless you were an investor and like, like your 401ks went up in the, in, in, in mm-hmm. the 80s for some folks, right? But if you mm-hmm. were a farmer and if you were poor and if you were a person of color, the Reagan years were not good years, mm-hmm. right? But then- yeah, I mean, looking back at all the, yeah, I know. Yeah. I understand now. <laughs> yeah, like I've been researching all that, you know. Yeah, like I was bringing up too, you know, Remember that in 85, I had to look it up, but remember farm aid, it was, it's a response to the farm crisis that was happening in the mid, in the mid eighties, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yep. you know, you know, there's several of those they had, yeah, Nelson you know, Willie Nelson and John Cougar Mellencamp, yeah. they had mm-hmm. to put on just to raise money for farmers yeah. mm-hmm. like back then. Cause, cause it was just terrible. And as an irony, farmers again are facing a, a huge problem. Yes. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trump, you know. Trump screwed farmers with the China deal. While he's blaming the Chinese for the China deal, he's <laughs> Iowans especially, right? 80%, yeah. 80% of our soybean exports go to where? China. China, yeah. So they're not taking that now. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. I, well, the funny thing is we have Brandstead over there in China. Well, and know? that's why he's there. <laughs> Who's Iowa governor? <laughs> That's why he's there. Yeah, he he he's there because he was because because Iowa Iowa's the farm belt state, and mm-hmm. and you want somebody representing the farm belt state to be yeah, that. That's exactly why he's there. So, my mm-hmm. other question to you was this: um, for for people of color specifically, I feel like, and maybe for 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 liberals and a lot of moderates, a lot of you know. So speaking as a moderate, so a lot of us feel like. The backlash between, um, or the kind of the Obama backlash, or like Van Jones called it the white lash, <laughs> you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. So, so the backlash that elected Donald Trump, a lot of us feel like it was specifically because of race. Because when we, because because there is, you know, like there there are a couple of things that 
like from 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 different news stories that I've seen and different kind of data sources that the night that Obama was elected, a lot of prominent Republicans got in to a room basically and said, "We're going to con- devote the next four years to destroying this guy," and, and and it was an active thing. And I don't know, you know, was it because he was black or was it because he was a a a, a liberal or w- what was that? But but if but I feel like it was a kind of the double whammy, you know, and and I feel like we the 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 country or maybe conservatives reacted to Barack Obama in a way that they have arguably never reacted to a liberal president. Even though a lot mm-hmm. of conservatives hated Bill Clinton, he didn't get what Barack got. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, well, maybe. Um, yeah, le- learning learning what I've been learning, I, I can. That's that's a legitimate argument, you know. Um, I think, you know, people aren't going to admit that, you know. But, you know, I I can say, yeah, there's that's a legitimate argument. Um, that that could have you know that could go on because yeah. of the person's skin color. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I. When when you when you become aware of stuff like that, and then you start watching people, you know. Yeah. And so, I mean, and so you, you just recall, kind of see it, you know. Do you recall ever seeing anything about Bill Clinton being the Antichrist? Like, like was that a thing in conservative circles in the nineties? I I don't remember that. I, I mean, I didn't follow him that much back then. But yeah, I mean, poor. I mean, yeah, Obama got the shaft on that for sure. So. Yeah, I wonder too if if this is also the evolution of because Obama came into the scene and there was already the talk against Hillary Clinton and just the Clintons in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder with based on 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 what Rush Limbaugh started, you know, way back mm-hmm. with the birther thing. If, well, not not the not just the birth of things, just the liberal thing, you know. The liberals are all awful, and Democrats are awful. If if what Obama got was just the evolution of that, because yeah. it was just, you know, just in, in the way of the wake. Like like I wonder. I, and look, I'm not going to deny that race plays a part in it, uh, but I I and now I'm just thinking out loud. Is I wonder if anyone who would have who would have won in 2008 would have been the antichrist in in conservative mm-hmm. commentary if if it just happened to be obama and yes it happened that he, he's he is black um so that added a level but i don't know how much to that to the extent is you know i mean cause uh, I, I got i have to imagine like let's say Let's say, because right now is priorities just between Trump and Biden. Let's say Biden mm-hmm. were to win. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as as some of us that follow um, democratic politics and just politics in general, that we understand that Biden is a centrist, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, that he's not. He's, the, he's not a liberal not, by he's any not, stretch of the imagination. I mean, he's probably more to the center that Obama is. Biden, Biden is to the right of Clinton, Bill Clinton. So there you go. And and Bill okay. Clinton was a was was a fairly conservative Democrat, right? But what I mean by yeah. that is, if he were to win, he I mean he's already being painted as you know being taken over by uh, the liberal, you know, the Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. um, you know, Alex, Alexandria Ocasio um, Cortez. So that he's going mm-hmm. to get that anyway, even yep. though he is closer to the center than you know anyone running really i mean that was yeah. a criticism that was a criticism with biden in democratic circles it's like oh my gosh we're gonna get yes. more of the center when people were thinking that right. that the country is more left than what it really is and and oddly enough because he is the centrist even when the part like, like when the field was full he was still one of the candidates on either side in a long time that was that's closer to what average Americans right right so so mm-hmm. if 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 most of the country is 
moderate to slightly right of center. He's moderate to slightly left of center. Right. And he's still closer than, say, Marco Rubio. Definitely closer than AOC. Definitely closer than that. Oh, gosh. Bernie Sanders is is the far, far, far end. Mm -hmm. Sanders and uh, uh, Warren, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so my point was just that I wonder in the the Obama years if he just wasn't next. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. More than the race thing. I I think it seems to get more intense, like yeah, as as we go as we as we progress, yeah, you know, both sides are are yelling at each other. It seems to, right? I mean, because I remember with George when George W. Bush was president, you know, the left pretty ostracized him pretty good, mm-hmm. and yes, my, yeah, he, he was my, an idiot who could do no wrong or do no yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. you're right. And and the thing that upset me the most about him is he would never defend himself. You know, he just let. You just take it, you know, and um, mm. so I think that's probably another thing that's appealing to uh, conservatives or Republicans, with yes. Donald Trump. Because so when he came out, <laughs> when he came out with that cons- with that compassionate conservatism, do you remember that? I do. You know, uh, W. Mm-hmm. I mean, what 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 did you think about that? That conservatism had to be quote unquote softened. You know, by being by being labeled compassionate. Um, yeah, actually, I don't even remember that. Um, okay, I just, I I just remember he was pretty soft spoken on a lot of things, and um, the the thing I remember the most, he would just never like stand up for his. When someone came out and bashed him, he would never. He just wouldn't say anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I remember. I can't remember who said it, but someone in his cabinet said, like they interviewed him like like a year ago or something. They realized that was a mis- that was they actually consciously did that on purpose. They didn't want to they didn't want to look combative. Yeah. And so, and so that that guy that was in the cabinet, I can't remember who it was, but he said, yeah, that was a big mistake. They thought that is so interesting. Lo- lo- looking back, yeah, yeah, you didn't hear. I never heard anything about that 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 conversation was happening in conservative circles that's Mm -hmm. that's revealing to me that's i mean it you know in i mean in large ways explains the quote that i said about uh jeffress it it totally does you know and what you've been talking about and so donald trump comes into the scene and he embodies all of that (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and and just and people are just willing to to um I call it ignore, but I don't think that's the right word. You know, that people mm-hmm. were just thirsty for that, that conservatives were so yeah. doggone thirsty for someone who just stand up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, but the irony is though, is that it can like, let's say, let's just say conservative media outnumbers mm-hmm. liberal media. Like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. By a ridiculous on, amount. On radio for you sure. know what I mean? On the radio for sure. You know, yeah. radio yeah. stations, the networks. I mean, and I know the criticism it's, it's toward Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, but in, I mean, the conservative pipeline in media and, and influence and, and just in, in, in thinking, you know, yeah, that's the, a deep bitch, the deep, the, the think tanks, mm-hmm. way, there's way deeper pockets in conservatism than in liberalism. And I just find it amazing that at least from an outsider, and I consider myself an outsider, that in conservatism, there seems to be this thing that we're the, we're the victims. So we need somebody to come and protect us or come in with a, with a, with a sword and just slay everybody because they're just taking advantage of us when media-wise, it's, it's conservative. I would say that a lot of even CEOs are conservative. Uh, are conservative. You know, an irony of ironies, owners of sports franchises, <laughs> I would say that it's, it's more conservative. Yeah. And, I mean, I love yeah. the Dallas Cowboys, but Jerry Jones is a conservative. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And about the only one I know that Celebro is, is uh, uh, one who owns the Dallas Mavericks, and I can't think of his name right now. Oh, oh. Um, Mark Cuban. Uh, Cuban. Mark Cuban, yes. Yeah. Mark Cuban, yeah. 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 I don't know how yeah. I spaced off on that. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> So, yeah. So, okay. So this, this is a good conversation, bro. I, I appreciate it because yeah. 
because these are like a, a couple of these are burning questions. So, for example, with with my mother in law, mm-hmm. you know, or, or my my wife's stepmother, you can't, you know, like the the eleventh commandment is okay. So actually, there's twelve commandments, right? So <laughs> we have the ten, and then the eleventh one is thou shalt not make white folks uncomfortable. <laughs> the twelfth commandment yeah. for for conservatives is. Thou shalt not speak ill against Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, so like they do, they mentioned, they mentioned Ronald Reagan at, at her sister's funeral. Yeah. I remember wow. you telling me that. <laughs> what That's the crazy. hell? <laughs> so, yeah. wow. so anyway, that, that, that to say, this is a conversation, even though I have, you know, several, obviously several conservative friends that we just can't have this conversation because. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It is crazy. I guess I, I, I should probably should get off the phone here, but um, I would like to, I guess from what I can see, I think the Republican party is kind of, is definitely more open than it used to be as far as. Um, trying to put this into words that it used, I, I think they realized that, that the Christian coalition and all of that has done more harm than good. You think so? so? I, I think they're starting to, to think that way anyway, or maybe, or maybe they're just kind of like, for example, um, you know, uh, gay marriage, same sex marriage. I think people are starting to say, kind of concede, okay, you know, it's okay type thing as far as you know we don't we don't agree with it but we're not going to be so you know dogmatic about it yeah yeah so okay okay, so 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 along that real quick let me ask you this what exactly were conservatives afraid of would happen if gay marriage were the law of the land or marriage equality we'll call it well i think they would try to um just chip away at like the first amendment you know, the freedom of speech, freedom of religion, that would get chipped away at if um, that door was open. Uh, and the and the examples, you know, that guy in Colorado, the cake baker, you know, he's been sued, yep. I think, four times now. Yep. You know? Oh, really? Oh, wow. And so... Four times? I didn't know that yeah, either. At yeah. least three. At least three times he's been sued. You know, he's won each suit, but they keep coming back and... and 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 doing it again for some reason, you know. Uh, I don't know who it is. You know, it's someone in the gay community, you know, that's, that's doing it. So, yeah. but um, I mean, so they they we see that as an example, um, or not so much me, but like you know, the the camp, the conservative camp. Yeah, yeah. And they they think okay, they're going to start chipping away at our freedoms. You know, they're going to start putting a muzzle on us type thing because so, so we don't agree with that they. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, they're basically going to try to, um, you know, if you don't agree with us, we're going to try to shut you down, basically, you know. Okay. So, like, I mean, the, the fear was, was like a gay couple, same-sex couple would come in to a pastor and say, I want, we want you to marry us. And they say, well, I don't agree with that. I can't marry you. Then they would have a lawsuit against the church type thing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, hey, that's, I know, that's good. And you mentioned that you, you know, you need to take off here pretty soon. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I know we keep having these kinds of conversations, whether they're made <laughs> public in a podcast or not. But yeah, uh, I love that that you're willing to have the conversations. I love that you're willing to be honest. Because mm-hmm. um, I, you know, this is this is how it's supposed to be, and how it's yeah. it's. Well, that, that's what I think to too. Happen. Yeah, Let exactly. Me, so Great. I think I think I'll make this like my last question. Um, and maybe you've already answered this, but I just back to Donald Trump in mm-hmm. 2016 and, and probably 2020 as well. Is the need to win? And 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 I want to put this. In. I thought of that very question too. So yeah, go ahead. And. In Christian in Christian circles now, so it's not just it's conservatism, and now is in Christian conservative circles. Mm-hmm. Is the need to win 
so bad that they, and I'll say they, you know, and I hate using the, the they when I'm talking about Christians, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> it's the need to win so bad within that camp that they will overlook, um, let's say, character issues from the now president that that mm-hmm. it like we just want to win and i don't care it's like does the for for christian conservatism does that and justify the means mm-hmm. so okay so before you answer that question rex i want to add a, a piece to that okay. so not so not just not just character issues but issues where there has been very clear and documented outright lying mm-hmm. and then outright. So, so then the character issues would, would include the lying stuff. It would include the bullying of public officials or media folks, just oh yeah, all of that. So, but yeah, but not just character issues like in the general sense or like sexual dalliances and those kind of things, mm-hmm. but all the things that when we think about the president as some kind of, at least what we think about some kind of moral leader in some respects, you know, all the things that, that believers would say that, that are important for leadership. He seems to not characterize any of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, one, I'm sorry. No, one no, no, more no, thing, but no, no, no more things. No more things. <laughs> no, wait, no, cause the, cause the irony is too, in, in 1980, uh, Christians had the choice between Carter and Reagan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Carter but he, was, but he was, was weak. A, was, or, was or so they thought Baptist. Yeah. was Baptist. Yeah. He taught Sunday school. Carter's a good man. Christian. They, you know what mean? And president. then you had the guy from, you got that guy from Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Twice married. Yeah. Who at the time had the most, I think liberal abortion law in the books. Yep. Christians went with him. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to put that parallel with Reagan and now 2020 Trump. Yeah, that's a good question. That I, I don't know if I can answer it's that. I need to win. Yeah. Yeah, I have okay. to chew on that. <laughs> but I, <laughs> um, no, that's fair. I mean, yeah. I mean. Let's see if I can. Um, I think it just goes, let's see if I can answer any of this. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll say this because I was trying to pinpoint all that. What I mean, because obviously, you know, you look at Trump, you know, he's, I mean, as far as character goes, um, it's, it's pretty iffy, you know? Um, but I was watching a video one time on YouTube and it was with, um, turning point USA. I don't know if you're, yep. do you know them at all. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, you know, obviously very conservative. Um, there was a student that stood up and asked uh, the guy a question, Charlie Kirk. And, um, talking about integrity, you know, Trump isn't, has, has no integrity. And Charlie Kirk uh, brought back, well, I think he has a lot of integrity because just about everything he promised he was going to do before he became president, he's, a, he's accomplished that, you know, like um, lowering taxes, uh, moving the embassy to Jerusalem, you know, from Tel Aviv, I think it was. Um, those are just kind of examples he said, and I said, "Oh, that that um, might be something that on our camp we see. Okay, he's doing what he said he's going to do, you know." And so I think they see that as someone that has some character, mm. you know, and they'll look past his rhetoric if he actually sees the actions. So interesting. Okay, and so. Um, I lost my train of thought now. Well, you were saying like the, the, the character and what he said he was going to do, he's done. Yeah. From like his, the platform he had when he was campaigning, you know, a lot of the things that he said he was going to do, um, my side of the aisle thinks he has done it. Most of it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's just as a, again, as a outsider, <laughs> um, it just seems like for the, and okay, I'll, I'll say, but it's, it's not, it's not meant to anger or anything like that. It's just, 
this is an observation from an outsider, mm-hmm. someone who, someone who doesn't speak the language. <laughs> let's just <laughs> there you, go. you know what I mean. Let's just That's say good. that. You know what I mean. So stuff gets lost in translation, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it just seems like some folks will make a deal with the devil just to give what they want. Yeah, I I think um, when I started on my journey, as far as you know, finding out what really happened here in America, as far as you know, slavery and 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 what um, the Native Americans had to go through, you know, um, when we pushed pushed on, you know, into the country, um, I think that that mentality is still there. I think Christians are afraid to lose that freedom, even though we have wasted that freedom, you know, because mm. I was thinking about this the other day. It's like. I mean, if we go all the way back to the apostles, where they all lost their lives, you know, for for spreading the gospel. I mean, we can say, I mean, you can have an argument saying, okay, look at the lineage we have, and look at here we have in America. We're free to speak out in public, and no one can say anything about it. You know, no one can can reprimand us or whatever. And we have we haven't taken advantage of that. You know, we haven't loved people. Like we like we're supposed to, you know, and and like if you go back to you know the beginning of our constitution and the Bill of Rights and all that, I mean the freedoms that 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 be, that was bestowed on us, we abused them, you know, where um, you know we we enslaved the Africans and then we just you know examples of that, and then after slavery was um, abolished. Then you you know we still abuse the freedoms that that we gave because we were the majority you know the white people were the majority and so we still abused our freedoms and I think they're afraid to lose that I think they still have like a glimmer of hope that we still have that you know I I guess that's probably very vague but um, I guess that's kind of what I see and I know for me personally I don't care who's president I mean. I see myself as a child of God and my home is in the kingdom. And so um, this place is temporary. So whether Joe Biden or Donald Trump becomes president, it's not going to change what God has in store for me. You know, it's not going to make such a big deal where I'm going to lose sleep over that. You know? Yeah. If that makes sense. No, Does that, that make any sense? <laughs> yeah. No, that that is that's really that makes a lot of sense. And brother, I appreciate this conversation. Yeah, this is really good. So yes, 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 uh, yes. Yeah. So all right. So I have a I guess one final question for you. And this is a, a quick one, a super quick one. Okay. So okay. if 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 we decide that we're gonna actually post this and make it live, if you're okay with it. Um mm-hmm. Uh, if we do, what message? So, as a conservative, and not speaking for every conservative, obviously, but mm-hmm. but but what message would you have for say liberals or Democrats? Well, I'll say this from from about three years ago when my wife started going to Botswana. Um, I felt the Lord open the door for me as, you know, being a conservative, um, being able to get to know people that don't look like me, you know? And so I, I felt that unction to start doing that and, and, and reaching out to people that don't look like me. And most of the people that don't look like me are very liberal, <laughs> but yet I saw them as um, very strong Christians. And so, um, I would say for me, making myself available, it has enhanced my life personally. It's definitely made me a better person. And so I would say if that can happen to me, me being a conservative thinker, people that think liberally, and it's made my impact on my life, I can ima- I, I just imagine what if people would be open to getting to know one another, whether you don't look like each other, whether you don't think like each other, how, how enhanced your life would be if you'd actually just have, you know, have an ear and listen. 
you know, does that help? Oh, that's an amen moment right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was just astounded by like when I first opened myself up to that, it's like, I was just getting like, I don't know. It was, it was just weird. Like the, the freedom and the liver, the Liberty I was, I was gaining, you know, probably because I kept myself in that tunnel vision or the in, inside my own bubble, you know, and realizing, okay, you don't have to think like each other, but you can still love one another, you know? So I guess I'll say one more thing. That's what upsets me about the body of Christ right now is, you know, we're not willing to do that, you know, yeah. in general, you know, and that's what I think it really grieves God greatly. And um, I mean, I, I, I've been living on John chapter 17 for a while now. Mm-hmm. And that, that's like Jesus's um, dying declaration, you know, right. Mm-hmm. right before he went to the cross. And what yeah. is he talking about? Let us be one, let them be one as we are one, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, he could have said anything, you know, but he says that because he knew, he knew where we were going to be in this time of day. Yeah, that's being, good. Being splintered from one another. So, yeah, yeah. We'll end on that quote. You don't have to think like each other, but you still can love one another. That's beautiful. Well, my friend, we can't thank you enough. And yeah, thank you for the emails. Like, thanks for just and just just even be willing to have the conversation. Right. So, yeah, you could have just been mad. Yeah, was it? You could just and stop okay. listening. So, I mean, yeah. I and and one thing for all of us, you know, for my, but myself is because actually we've, we just finished talking about this, put ourselves in in situations outside of our bubble. And you Mm -hmm. definitely have done that. You, Mm -hmm. you embody that. Yes. You have put yourself in a situation outside of your bubble. You could easily stay within your bubble and be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you Mm -hmm. purposely have done that. And that's a lesson for all of us, myself included. Yes. Um, so, you know, I want to thank you and, you know, just, we just, we just love you to death, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hey, I love you two guys too. Yeah, brother. It was yeah. just, go get your people here too, but yes. <laughs> keep, keep going to get your people. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they'll listen, but they, they don't like to listen to me either. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Appreciate uh, you, brother. I'll let you get, we'll, we'll let you get back. Okay. Y'all take right, care. Thanks. Be good to each other. Peace. Peace. Bye. Bye-bye. The Christian Soldier Podcast is brought to you by the Christian Soldier Collective, a Jesus-centered community dedicated to the pursuit of unity, cultural and ethnic conciliation, and social justice within the church. Theme song is The Ace by Ballpoint. You can find us on Instagram at Christian Soldier. On Facebook, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Christian Soldier. You can also email us at hello at christiansoldier.com. The Christian Soldier Podcast is a production of the Christian Soldier Collective and Monarch Training and Development.